0: I'm Catherine.
1: And I'm Gail. And welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, our award winning weekly podcast. Please visit womenover70.com and consider joining Aging Reimagined Circle, our sustaining membership fund, so we may continue to inspire women to age with curiosity, courage, and creativity. Members enjoy monthly probing, programming and probing discussions.
0: And we hope to see you there. And today we're very happy to welcome Casey Henry to to be in conversation with us. Um, Casey Henry, age 70, says that family is my way of life. Her close-knit clan consists of five siblings, four adult children, ten grandchildren, most of whom live near her in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. While married to a military man, Casey moved nine times in ten years. And that marriage ended in divorce after 28 years. Always a career person, Casey was certified to teach therapeutic horseback riding right after college. And then later, if a center didn't exist where they lived, she started a new one, the last one becoming the largest state of the art center in the country. And in 2000, this entrepreneur started her own consultant business, working with nonprofit organizations. And with organizational development as her specialty, she presently does coaching and strategic planning. She also provided full-time care for three of her grandchildren during COVID years, 10 hours a day, five days a week. And currently she's in a step-down retirement phase. She's cutting back on grandchildren care and, and consulting clients. And Casey now looks forward to devoting more time to creating pottery, more travel, more time with family and girlfriends. So welcome, Casey, to Women Over 70. Thank you. Um, so speaking of travel, you and I met on it recently on a tour of Morocco, which was the first time you've traveled internationally alone. So we we're curious, what prompted you to to seek this adventure and why at this point in your life?
2: Oh, um, probably because my my life has been really, really busy here still. Uh, with a, a lot of demands, um, family, friends, uh, work, babysitting, doing something alone just sounded really nice. And it seems like the best way to do that is just to get out of town. I also thought it was like, you'd go on a trip where no one knew you, there'd be no expectations, mm-hmm. there'd no roles that you have to play, that you can just kind of recreate yourself. I did find that like, I still arrived. I was just me. And even if I had ideas of being a better me, I was still, you know, I was just me. And but I loved being there. I loved meeting new people and just waking up every morning and just kind of, you know, doing whatever I wanted. I just I would really recommend it for anybody, any of your wonderful listeners, because it was such a fun trip. I really loved
0: it. And I would love to do that kind of traveling again. Didn't you
2: love it too, Catherine?
0: I adored it. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> I sure did. So you um, you said that family is your, a way of life for you, but can you elaborate on that for us?
2: Um, I live in the east side of Cleveland. We have um, settlers that came here about 11 generations ago. So we've been here, and that's literally hundreds of people living in the same place. It almost sounds stagnant, doesn't it? <laughs> we, uh, With this many relatives around, there's just always families, friends, Um there's actually some of the newer grandchildren with some of the cousins that I don't even know other names. I shouldn't admit that. Um, but there's a lot of us, and we're together a lot. We really, we really do like each other. Um, I um I have five siblings. We were dubbed the six pack. We work together in an LLC. Uh, we manage some some property that uh, we own together. We really work together well. We still look to get time off to leave town and go visit with each other with just us. Um, I have the four kids and they're wonderful four spouses. And actually one of my children has been through a divorce and his ex-wife is still part of our our group here and our family as well. It seems like um after my divorce i thought that our family would you know was diminishing and getting smaller and it still always has the potential to grow when when we're open to that so i um two of my children are out of town which makes great places to visit and a good way to get out of town um but eight of the 10 grandchildren are, are right here so i think forgiveness is a huge part of a, a family this size and making it work we it's not that we always agree but that we don't hold grudges. My mom used to say, fake it till you make it with anything that you were trying. (laughs) And we kind of have done the same thing with each other. And its I just feel so blessed to have a family like this. one of my family roles has been um, uh, making wedding cakes, and my aunt had started that, and I've taken on her wedding cake making. We use her pans that she got, but we always put together a team of people to make the cakes. Um, it's always an adventure. We've had dogs eat, you know, layers <laughs> of the cake on the morning of the wedding, uh, but we still managed to get through it. <laughs> Um, I have had also some some wonderful family mentors. I had an aunt who was a CEO and um, is a president of a television station, uh, really making her way in a man's world. Uh, she was a huge influence on us and on all of us. Um, and my own mother was an author and a public speaker and had a syndicated column um, in some newspapers. Uh, she wrote four books. They were humorous poetry on family, um, and she she had a, a such a positive attitude. that's had a, a real impact on me. I think on all of us. Um, she uh, she always used to say, "If you've got lemons, make lemonade." Um, she she wasn't. You no, know, she never complained herself. She dra- died of breast cancer after um, 12 years of battling with it. Never complained. Um, it's really, she died at 61 and to pass her age, it was such, that's such a
1: mm-hmm.
2: remarkable feeling to think, you know, you're living uh, longer than your mother um, who had so much impact on all of us, mm-hmm. um, you know, and yet we have more time. It kind of makes you really
0: yeah. value your time. Mm-hmm. Right, that's, that's powerful. Um, You mentioned divorce, so it was that was that a, a pivotal time in your life? What was the impact of that on your life? Well, I'd say it was probably the
2: most pivotal time. Um, uh, we've lost many family members and and tragic accidents and things like that that have been truly pivotal. But for me personally, the divorce was huge. It just it didn't up with family values. For us, for me, it just, everybody stayed together forever. You know, it was a, a commitment um, forever. So too, I was 50 years old and had been married 28 years. And a lot of those years were really good years. Um, but I I really had trouble reckoning with the idea that, that we wouldn't be a family and we couldn't have the kind, of, I'd never be the kind of grandparents together and um, had a lot of people that, offered a lot of wisdom, including there's, you know, through times like this, whether it's deaths or divorce, it's a time to recreate yourself and your own self image. And that I had had that image of being married forever that was just probably too strong, Um, but it took me a a good three years. Um, I just feel so grateful now that he um, recognized that our marriage, we weren't gonna be what was right for each other. And that it was um that he made that choice for for us. And um I think that my my sister said to me, um, this isn't an ending, it's a time for you to continue to be a, a model for your kids, you know, an example of how to do this well, um, how to be the kind of person you want to be through a divorce. Um, and I feel like that it's offered me so much freedom. I mean, you can be whoever you want to be without worrying about what somebody else thinks of that. Um, it's a, a, you can have my family, my job, my lifestyle, my home, all those things were just could be whatever I created for them. It was, it's a real, it's a freedom that I'd never give up. I mean, I just, I, I truly enjoy that and appreciate it. I really feel disappointed that um, after 28 years of marriage and four children and our, the rest of our family, grandchildren, that we aren't able to celebrate that together. Um, but that's even the downside or kind of the disappointment that I feel with that. Um, I feel like it's uh, it's so worth it. It's so wonderful. It's, I feel just, I'd never give up the freedom that I have. Being single at my age and having that, it's been really special. Wonderful you're saying message. that
0: you're, oh, you're giving, go
1: ahead, yeah. That's a wonderful oh. message that you're giving is that we have life, we have disappointments in life, and yet we are able to move forward with them by maintaining a positive attitude and looking at whatever can possibly be the, the good around the negative. So I, mean, I think that's really important that you're talking about this, and I appreciate it.
2: One of my children has been through a divorce, and I'm so proud of them because they've they've kept their friendship and they're really working at it. It's not easy all the time, but um that's one of the things that I was able to really say to them and pass on is, you know, work on this. You know, they have young children much younger than mine were. But it's, you know, it's I'm really proud of them that they've done that.
0: Excellent. Yeah. So um let's tell us about your your work. You started out after right after college as teaching therapeutic horseback riding. And so you, that's been part of your life, I think, for all these many years in some respect. what's Tell us about that, that journey.
2: I was always a horse lover. So coming out of college um, to kind of continue on that same vein, I ended up um, uh, getting certified to teach therapeutic riding. The impact that horses have in the relationship. They're not like a dog or any other pet that we have. They really reflect you far more. Whereas a dog, you know, they always say you can you can uh, not be loving towards your dog and they're still going to love you and they'll always come back. Um, Horses aren't the same way. So they give a reflection, the physical challenge of riding or being around and taking care of horses, the mental and emotional um, confidence that can be built along with the insights that you learn about yourself. You have to be calm around a horse for a horse to be calm Um, there. It just was a wonderful field to go into, and I loved it. And I loved the impact that we had in that team of people we worked with. Um, but I did find there was never enough money. We um, never, these were nonprofits, and horses are expensive animals to take care of. And people needed to be paid professional salaries, although back then, not many of them were. And so I kind of ended up going more toward um, management and administration, and working with boards of directors and doing fundraising. Um we had built a state-of-the-art facility with the last center that I was with. Um, we had hired 35 staff people by the time we left and had a fabulous board and a fabulous staff that were so great to work with. I mean, just a wonderful team. Um, but I knew I'm kind of the kind of a, a building up person and we had hit that kind of level there. So when I ended up leaving the program, I ended up uh, starting a career in consulting with other nonprofits and doing strategic planning. All of this I had learned through mentors. You know, I was a religion philosophy major in college, but I had a lot of mentors helping me, and um, a lot of you know wonderful nonprofit classes that are offered um, in the each one of my children was born in a different state. So I had a lot of opportunities to go through different educational programs and offerings, as well as the mentors that helped me. And that career carried me through um, through all of my um, years where I was really worried about my own finances. And it happened to work out really well for me. I don't think it's a choice I would have made if I'd known I was going to be going through a divorce. Um, but it I'm just another one of those lucky things in my life that it worked out really well. And I'm also a lucky person that's just always loved my work. I, not everybody can say that, but I, my friends say I'll never retire because when clients call, I still have a hard time saying no. Um, but I've just loved
0: all that I've done. That's wonderful. Sounds like here is a little, we're talking about a little bit more than luck here, Casey, but um. <laughs> a
2: lot of it's luck. I think, you know, you look at the, the, things that you have available, even with a family like this, and look at other people in the world that just don't have opportunities to move um, in into so many things. And I've had a lot of
0: opportunities.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Tell us about being a potter, because that's that's quite a shift. Oh, um, I, I started that
2: after I had the kids had left the house and the house was empty. And I still took the uh, building behind my house and had made it into my office at the time and then I um, I decided I could really move into the house because I was trying to keep two places. Then I took some pottery classes and um, had so much fun. I was doing it with my daughter um, that I ended up um, setting up my own studio in my old office <laughs> and so now I have a pottery studio and really really enjoy doing that. Um, anything from going to workshops and the people that we meet. And actually I have Tuesday night pottery night here and people bring over dinner and parts of dinner and I share the studio so that we can all do pots together. Um, it's pottery's been a, a wonderful opportunity to and, and kind of new thing to move into with a creative outlet as well as kind of the social
0: outlet that I do with it. It's really been it- fun. Are you um, exhibiting your work? Are you selling your work? I sell in two galleries, um,
2: maybe someday. It's kind of like one of those goals that I might um, you know, start a website and sell directly. Um, but I, right now I do sell in two galleries and um, I sell most everything I have time to make right now. But I see myself through COVID. I had the children, the grandchildren here um, about five days a week, as you'd mentioned. 10 hours a day. And now they're they're really cutting back into time. This summer is the most free time I've had in a long time. So I'm really hoping to spend
0: more time with the pottery as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Can can you describe the kind of pottery that what, what do you tend to, to create? Um I do
2: I do I started out doing wheel work, which really fascinated me. But I've gone on to my wrists started bothering me and my back, and I just, you know, it's a lot of those aging things. I didn't start till I was 60. Um, And so I've gone into hand building and I hand build one of the things that I build that's really fun is horses and they're um, they're larger and they I use mane and tail from real horses and um, we have some feathers and they're kind of a um, kind of a spiritual it's kind of the reflection of what horses have been to me my whole life. And those sell a lot. I can't keep enough of those in the galleries. and then I also do just a lot of anything else that inspires me. And the problem is with new pottery, you should kind of try everything and you see things that are cool. So I'm starting to get my own um my own themes and my own uh, identity with the pottery that I can focus on just the things that are more me mm-hmm.
0: That's that's fascinating. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that about what you were actually creating. Do you have a website? Did you say?
2: I don't have a website yet.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. No
2: soon. Sometime. A retirement goal. <laughs> retirement goal.
1: <laughs> Sounds like every hour of every day is very full for you. Is this true?
2: It is. It is. And that's why I think, as I mentioned earlier, just getting out of town is one of the ways to relax. Um, because it's there's a, just with the family and the going in and out and there's so many goals and things. I mean, I still love my gardening. Um, and I, you know, I've loved having the kids here, but they're all getting to be school age. So that's all. Um, I only have one that's going to be out of school one more year. Um, but yes, so it it is very busy. And there's so many things that I've enjoyed. And I think having those along with um, with friends and um, book clubs and I feel there's also another demand now for, I'm, I've joined the League of Women Voters, I feel politically, living here in Ohio is is very challenging and needs a lot of attention. And I've never been into politics myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, the Women's March was my first time ever marching, and I lived through uh, the Vietnam War, so it's like hard to believe that it, you know, I wasn't ever involved until then, um, but I do think that getting more involved with the League of Women Voters and finding our ways of giving back to the country is going to be another um, area of
0: engagement for me. Excellent. Yeah. Um, and being you, you, being part of the community where you're a family for generations, your family and you've lived there much, well, you traveled a lot when you were married, but you, Cleveland is home to you, as I understand it. Yes. And you said, maybe it's maybe it's um sounds stagnant, but it doesn't sound stagnant at all. It sounds very rich. and um I think one of the many of us experience leaving home and not not returning. so you know that ex, that family and extended family that that geographical distances can be very difficult to manage. So I'm kind of envious of your of your roots. <laughs> thank
2: you it's at so many we also have some family members um actually quite a few family members a handful anyways that live in alaska so the ones that haven't stayed home it's like a wonderful opportunity to go to fabulous places to visit them mm-hmm. and um my daughter lives in um in new england in new hampshire and there's like no easy way to get there from here. So you get on a plane, go to Boston, get on a bus, and then go all the way out to get close to her in the um, the White Mountains. But the, the trip in itself is always an adventure to get up there. And um, so I feel like, you know, even when we're not close to family, we just have to make the efforts to,
0: to get to them. Mm-hmm. And they're always priority. Um, are you committed to what, – what's it like to be 70 and single? You, you've – mentioned something about that, but are you committed to remaining single?
2: Uh, yes. <laughs> I couldn't imagine any other kind of life. I certainly wouldn't be um, adverse to my sister and I were just talking because her husband just passed on. And um, we were saying, you know, we wouldn't be adverse to, to dating suddenly, I did get on uh, uh, those dating websites one time. Um, they were, i Personally, I couldn't recommend them. I'd love to talk to somebody who's been successful and find out how they did it. But that was hard. So I couldn't imagine going back and doing that again. But I also, it would be fun to meet somebody. And maybe now as I have more time, I would. But I could never imagine making another commitment um, now. I enjoy being single. My... My single friends, people that I would i the relationships that I have with girlfriends, I mean, we wouldn't have the time to have that and to do it and just to pick up and travel and you know call somebody um in the in the evening and say, "Hey, is it wine o'clock time?" you know, and they're like, "Yeah, I'll be right over, you know, and we just all pick up and get together and are there for each other all the time. And I love that. I wouldn't give that up.
1: That's beautiful <laughs> really
2: beautiful.
0: Yeah. Uh, so um you mentioned that you'd like to do more travel do you have places in mind you
2: know, i have really found that um the places that i travel like morocco when we were there i just love that i love going to places that have like more of an indigenous or a, i don't know third world or just different you know basic values that are not so much. Um, I don't joy, going to places with big cities and museums aren't my priority. I love traveling into areas like that. And ours um, that we did, Catherine, was a, a cultural, you know, focus where we actually learned um, more about the people and the, the lifestyles and going into homes and stuff. And I love that kind of travel so it'd be hard to imagine doing other ones you know um that are beyond that but i've also been i visited my nephew when he was doing peace corps in haiti and um my cousins who did peace corps in africa and we still visit their sites um where they've been um going back to some places like that so there's a lot of other countries uh we um when I was married, we did, um, my husband worked with Asia Pacific and Latin America. So we did a lot of traveling into those countries um, uh, when he would be um, in those areas. But I really do like the, um, I don't know, countries that have slower moving, um, it seems like, values and focuses.
0: And family oriented. Yeah. yeah do you have any? Questions, comments for Casey. I'm just
1: thinking that your whole attitude about how you've reinvented yourself is is so important for people to hear. Because look at the beautiful life you've made for yourself, and I see that it's not all up, but you certainly are making it feel all up. And so, congratulations on that. That's that's really terrific.
2: Well, when I think when hearing um, even your podcast, you know, when we hear about other women and what they've done, there's so much that's, um, that has, has, has been challenging. I mean, my, um, uh, my, my aunt who was working in a man's world, I think I'd look at it and I think it's, it's kind of um, changed me to, to try to um, keep up with a. A career where I was working with a lot of boards of directors, um, fundraisings, foundations, that kind of thing, and um, always wanting to be um, um, uh, affirmative, always wanting to be positive and confident and and ready to speak up. With and and now I find myself like at this phase of my life, and and wanting to be a just a, a gentler and 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 kinder person. It's like mm-hmm. almost like trying to like rechange yourself or unlearn what you've worked hard to learn. Um, I have a lot of um, aunts who I see now who are just doing such gentle aging, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of a step down process. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can picture myself being in a, I could go through a few more lifetimes or being in a rocking chair with a walker next to me and still not be able to achieve the goals of, you know, being present. you, You get so busy that being present and just listening to a grandchild without thinking about the next thing I should be doing or my next project, or even yeah. what another grandchild's doing in the house. Um, I would love to ha- like really be that as I get older, to be really present and um, an influence on their lives that that just helps them to be um, for that confidence mm-hmm. uh, and that that kind of quietness and knowing that that someone's listening to you. <laughs> Beautiful,
1: wonderful.
0: Yeah. Is there anything else, Casey, that you would like to share with with our our audience about life philosophy, about aging, about <laughs> gratitude? Um,
2: I would. The main thing I'd recommend is for people to keep reaching out, you know, whether they're in a nursing home or a retirement facility or there's so many people around us that still are are waiting to meet us and that would be blessed mm-hmm. to get to know them. I know that I'm not i'm I'm a bit of an introvert myself. I would choose to be alone. Um, I would choose to I mean to get my energy. I'm the first one to leave a family party um you know and just go home to my quieter house. Um, but I feel like it's, you know, taking making that effort to reach out even when you're not sure, you know, mm-hmm. what you would do. Cause I think that there's just so many people around us
0: that um would 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 welcome that kind of a friendship. I love that. There are people out there waiting to meet us. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's lovely. <laughs> well, Casey, thank you so much for talking with us today. It's just been a delight, as I knew it would be. Thank you both for all that you do.
2: I love meeting all the women you've had a pleasure of meeting. Thank you.
1: And listeners, we thank you for your loyalty. Because of you, our numbers are growing all across the country and overseas. And this is a good thing. Still, we need more subscribers and reviews on Apple Play and YouTube. Support Women Over 70 and let your voice be heard. Help us change the conversation about women aging.